0: topic of today, the title is the Kiddush Mikdosh Bizman Hazer, the sanctity of the Mikdosh nowadays after the Churpan of the Beis Mikdosh. but um, just to make it more exciting and um, more practical, we're going to discuss a specific question, a specific halachic question, which will... um, let us get into the topic of what is the status of the Beis Hamikdosh today. And the real question is can we go up to the Harabayas nowadays? That is the halachic question, and it's a real halachic question. Is one allowed to go up the Temple Mount, Tovshin um, Ayin So let's begin with the sources as early back as the original. Um, prohibition for somebody who is impure to go to the Mokim Hamikdosh. So, this pasuk is from Parsha's Nosoi. It's the first um, uh, quote in your handout. It says in the pasuk, Hashem commands Moshe, command the send away from the camp, so anybody who is a metzora. The Zov, another form of tuva, of tumor, has a zov, which includes in it zov, a male, zova, a or a yeledes, a lady who gives birth. It's another category. The tomilon tomilonfish. Send out of the camp all these three types of impurities. So we have tsuras, zov, which again means zov, zova, nida, yeledes, any impurity which comes from the body itself. The khil tomil anybody who is Impure through touching a dead body. Send them out of the camp. It's not only exclusive for males. Mizokhar, ad nekeiva teshalechu el michutz la machanat Send them out of the camp. V'lo es machaneihem. They should not. They should not make their camp impure. Asher am nishayichem b'soyichem because I reside. I rest within them. So if you read the pasuk, the psukim face value, it seems like all of these three types of tumas. Metzoyra, Zov, and Tmei Mes are all ex- uh, expelled out of the same Machna. And the Gemara Mzachim, which is your next um, quote, the Gemara actually says that that's inaccurate. So the Gemara says like this, Tanya, the Gemara presents a b'raiser. It says in the possible with regards to a yeshiv, a Metzoyra needs to uh, sit alone, yeshiv, he needs to sit by himself. No other type of uh, uh, of impure person yishrim sit with him. He has to be excluded in in uh, in uh, all by himself. So Yachal, you would think Yehu Also, the next type of impurity, which is a zov or a tamei mess, They all are expelled to the same camp. They can't sit together, but they all are expelled out of all the camps, or they're, they're all expelled to the same camp. Talmud Laimar comes the verse and tells us, comes the Torah and tells us, in the second verse that we read earlier, V'lo yitamu plural, that each of these three impurities have different halachas. So there's one halacha for HaMetsaydah, there's another halacha for Azav, there's another halacha for a Mes. Machane lozeh, umachane lozeh. Each of them have their own camp. That's opinion number one. The second opinion says the exact same thing, but he learns it out of a different posuk. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon says I don't need the word Machanehem to teach it to me. It says in the posuk They should send out of the camp Three types of impurities. Let the Torah just tell us that a Tumei mess needs to be sent out of all the camps. The al yomer zov, and there's no need to tell me about a zov because a is actually stricter than a Tumei mess. In in uh, as far as the halachas of tumah are concerned, a, t- a zov has more does more damage than what a Tumei mess can do. So, in the sense of the severity of the tumah, zov is much worse. So the Torah just needs to tell us to make mess, and I would learn zov and mitsaydo, who's even stricter. I will learn by deduction if to mess go go out of the camp, zovim came. So lama nemar zov? Why does the Torah tell us specifically a mitsaydo, specifically a zov, specifically a to To give the zov a separate halocha, and likewise to give the mitsaydo its own haloha. So we learned right now so far that there are three types of impurities and each of these impurities have different halachas of where they are sent out of. So let's now go to the third um, quote. This is from the Rambam, Hilchas Beis HaBekhira, Perek Zion, Halacha Yud Aleph. Before I get, because the goal of this, Shears to discuss base of the Beis Middash and to specifically discuss the Beis Middash the way it is now. What we need to do is to apply the first and foremost, to, to apply the way things were in the times of the midbar and apply them to the way things are in the in Yudoshalayim and the Beis Mikdash. So I want to learn with you a lacha, now I'm saying like this. There were three camps in the midbar. The first one was Machane Yisro, where the Yidin, where the Jews encamped, who are the four uh, Machane the four camps that were told about in Parshas Bamitbur. And then we have Machane Levi, that's where Moshe and the Leviim uh, stayed camped. Shenem Marvo, like it says about that camp, V'soviv la Yachanu, they should rest, they should camp around the Mishkon. And then you have the most inner camp, which is Machane Shechino, and that was the courtyard of the Mishkan. Three camps in the midbar. Who connect them? The dooders, parallel. These three camps to the way it is now in the in Yerushalayim in the future. Said so that I'm like this. From the city of Yerushalayim, we're talking about the original city of Yerushalayim, the the city of Yerushalayim that was sanctified. As Yerushalayim, until the Harabayas until the Temple Mount, that would be equivalent the Machane Yisroel, as a machane Yisroel in the camp. Mipesa Harabayis from the entrance of the Harabayas until the entrance of the Azora, which was the actual area where the where the uh, where the mizbeach was and where the kiyor was and where the heichal was. That would be considered like machane Levir. That's where the, the the nicanor gates. That will be considered equivalent to And then going inside the velifnim, that will be Chino, That will be equivalent to machen um, Then Adam adds a sentence, um, which we'll understand later better. The hachel, which I'll soon show you what that is, was another area in the base of Outside of the building of the structure of the Beisar Nikdos, there, there was a little gate or there was an elevated area. And the Ezras Noshin, I'll show you what that is in a moment. They have an additional sanctity. So there are three general groups Yerushalayim until the Harabayas, Harabayas until the Azorah, and then the, and then the Azorah. Three general groups. And each of them are parallel to Machan Yisrael. Ma'achen Levia, Ma'achen Shechina. Then the Rambam says that there are two additional halachas about the chayil and the Ezra's So now we know at least the um, how. Ne, once we know the halachas of the way things are in the Midbar, we be able to, to apply them to the way it is in the, ha- in, the in Yerushalayim and the Beis mikdash So let's learn now another piece of the Rambam from Hilchas Biyas Mikdash, the halachas of going into the holy areas had a gymnasium says that I'm mitzvah say to send out all the impure people in Hamikdos from the Mikdos and Marvi shouts to me and makes us love and go we quoted that pasuk earlier said so that am a lot of things are redundant now that you know the background za mahana ha'omer kan the mahana which the pasuk is talking about over here who mahana shina so the pasuk is talking about mahana shina Shuhu, like we just learned earlier, me pesach ezes the most inner part, the azora itself. Shemeyah ani, I would think. All these three have to go out of that one camp, the camp of Machane Tam Talmud Leimar b'Metzayda comes along the Torah and teaches us that Metzayda. A mitsayer has to go completely out of all three camps in the midbar. He would have to be outside of Machane Yisroel. Equivalent nowadays would be a mitsayer cannot be in Yerushalayim. Zeh Machane Yisroel. So whom he a mitsayer cannot be found in the entire Yerushalayim proper. Um. Let's just skip a little bit. to the end of the halacha a line and a half before the end of the halacha lefichach therefore we send out the Mitzayra out of the three camps then we have the next category we send out the next category in the Torah outside of two machanes outside of the halabayas and obviously outside of the azorah so anybody who is a zov, zova, nida, or ledes may be found in Yerushalayim, but cannot be in the Harabayas. Let's go to halachah To says the Rambam, afilu Even the actual body, who's the avia Mutarli, he the Harabayas may be found in the Harabayas, Like we know, Moshe Rabbeinu carried around the bones of Yosef. So the bones of Yosef were next to Moshe. Moshe lived in Machin and Leviah. Machin and Lavia is equivalent to the Harabayas, And therefore, even the actual dead body may be found in the harabais. Hmm. Then we have a and vav. If you remember that Adam also mentioned about the chail and the Ezaz Noshen. So before we go into the halachas of that, let's just see the picture you have over here. It's not not the best picture that I was able to find. I mean, it's the best picture that I can find, but I'm sure there are better pictures. Um, So, again, it's not accurate over here as far as the measurements, but the outside wall over here, that would be the wall surrounding the harhabayas. Okay? So, a dead body... Likewise, somebody's a tmei mess is allowed to be found on the Arabais. A zov, zov, anida cannot be found inside these walls. has to be outside. Right over here, before the structure of the, of the mikdos, you see this little gate or little elevated area. That's called the Khail. And from that area that Amam is about to tell us, Goyim were not allowed to pass that point. Those are actual signs. Recently, they discovered signs where they have like in, 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 uh, in Arabic or whatever it was, telling God, you may not, that they can't pass by, they can't pass this area. And also, Tmei Mes, also were restricted from that. Although we said that Tmei Mes is technically allowed to be in the entire Machina Leviyah, which Machina Leviyah ends at this wall over here, where there's a Sha'ar Nikonah, right before the larger structure. That was where the Mizbeach was found. So technically, Midor Yeraisa, biblically, Mes can go into this chamber over here, but there was a little restriction, the Chachamim put a restriction on Tmei should not go past the Cheol. And there was a sign as well written, if you are a Tmei do not pass this area. And also, V'yelinides um, also didn't go. Somebody who went to the Mikveh, even though the night didn't fall yet, it, it, it wasn't nightfall yet, he's allowed to go into that area. Then we have Ezzes Hanashim, which is this chamber over here, that was, even a Tvul Yoim did not go into that area. Okay. So if we were to stop the Shia right over here and have the assumption that the Beis Amikdash today is in the exact same sanctity as it was, then we have our halakhis. We know we are all mess because we didn't have a Purah Aduma which, um, which, which, which can purify us. So none of us, are, all of us are allowed to be in Yerushalayim, and all of us, as far as the mess is concerned, we can actually go to the Temple Mount. So therefore, there's no problem as far as to make mess is concerned to go on the Temple Mounts. None. There is, however, the issue of Azov or a Balkeri, which also has, which is also in the category of this, of, of this kind of tumul, a nidov, a Yiledis. So somebody who has not purified himself from that type of tumul may not go up on the Arabayas. So if somebody didn't go to the mikvah properly and didn't actually make sure there's no chatsitis and didn't make sure he's 100% sure that if he's a zov, let's say, he has to wait seven days and make sure there's no impurity coming out of his body as the halachas of a zov is, or a zov, or a nida, or a yaladas, they cannot go to the hara So anybody nowadays who hasn't taken care of that level of tumah to make sure he goes to the mikvah and wait seven days cannot go to the hara Anybody who does has to make sure he's going to the mikvah. So if we stop the shi'a here, that will be the halachah. But now let's analyze: Is the Beis Hamikdash does does the Beis Hamikdash have the sanctity of the way it had of the way it was in the times of the Beis Hamikdash when it was standing? So to understand this, we need to under, we need to go back to a Mishnah. A Mishnah in Shavuos. It's the first Mishnah in the second chapter of Shavuos in the Gemara. It's found in Ahmed Allah. The Gemara there, the Mishnah is discussing there about those who are impure. They're not allowed to go into the Beis Hamikdosh, into the holy places. And the Mishnah said the following statement. This is a quote: Vov, the sixth quote, right here, right after the picture. la laazora. Anybody who goes into the azora, or echod, anybody hanichnas the extension of the azorah. We're soon going to learn that the, that the Chachamim had the ability, excuse me, of extending the azora, extending the sanctity of the azora. Further than the original boundaries. Likewise, they were able to extend the Harabayas. Likewise, they were able to extend the Yerushalayim. They had the ability, as we'll soon see, what the process was. So, anybody who goes into the Azora or to the extensions of the Azora um, is going to be over on the Yisur and is going to be Chayiv. Now, how do you extend the city? Sheein al One cannot extend the city or the Azores Ella unless you have four items. Elah B'melech, number one of the king, Novi, Uruvetumim, and Sanhedrin Shoshivim V'Echel. You have to have four items in order to be able to sanctify an area in Yerushalayim or an area in the Azarah to extend the Azara. Then, the, then the Mishnah says there was also a process, and you also have to have shtei Toidais, two Karbanus Toidais, Ubeshir and with Song, Ubezid mahalchin and a Bezid that's that, that there's, a whole, there's a whole procession, a whole parade. I'll skip that. And then the last line, if you do not have this process, these four items, of That means if somebody goes into an area that was extended, but it didn't have all the four items, it's not considered holy. Now the Gemara brings a machlekas, do you have to have all four or any one of the four? Now the simple reading of the Mishnah suggests you have to have all four. But the Gemara has apparently another girs, another version in the Mishnah um, which according to that reading if you have one of the four it's also good. So the Gemara, two pages later, this is quote Zion the Gemara says like this Itmar. The fifth the, the sixth word, Itmar. It was said, it was discussed in the Beis HaMedrish. Rav Huna Amar, said You have to have all four items. If you're missing one, you don't have the power to extend, or in general, to sanctify the Beis HaMikdosh. If Nachman Amar, apparently his gear, so his version was different, Any one of these four items is okay. What's the difference? Who cares? I mean, the Beis Amikdus was sanctified by Shleimah HaMelech, and he had all four items. So who cares whether you have to have all four or not? He sanctified it. Says the Gemara, obviously they're arguing whether the Kedusa of Shleimah HaMelech extends further. That means once the Beis Amikdus was destroyed, maybe what he accomplished was undone. And that's the argument. Because again, if, if Shleimah HaMelech's Kedusa is, is 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 everlasting? Then who cares? Obviously, it's holy. Unless you're going to argue that, that the Gemara is discussing about the extensions. But we know if there were extensions or not. So says the Gemara. The argument is whether the Shleima HaMelech's kedusha is everlasting or not. Rav Huna says Bechol because he holds kedusha the initial kedusha that was made by Shleima HaMelech, kitchol l'shayta. It's a very important line to know. That's why I, I bolded it. Kichallah he made it holy for the time when he made it, when he sanctified it. Vikichallah and he also sanctified it forever. That means it was a Kedusha that was everlasting. Now, Ezra, we know, came back from Boville together with 40 some thousand Jews after the Jews were invited back to Eretz by Kedush, and he wanted to build the base of So the story goes that Ezra actually enacted this whole, I mean, he actually did this whole process. Now, Ezra, there was no melech in those days, we know, right? After the, the destruction of the, of the Baisa Megidosh, there was no kingdom anymore. Novi is debatable. Sanhedrin, they probably had. or betulmanid they didn't have, as we know. So, when Ezra did that act, he didn't have all those four things. So the Gemara says, what did Ezra do? Says the Gemara, Ezra When he came back to Erezesh, and he made this whole thing, he was just doing a show, he was doing a Zecher. He was reminding us how the process of sanctifying the Beisach looks like, but he wasn't actually sanctifying it. He was relying on the sanctity of Flema Hamelech. Rav Nachman Omar, Rav Nachman, who holds the Achas that any, if you have even one of these four items, or Amelech, or Amnovi, or Hetan, or Uvatumim, if you have any one of these, it's okay, he holds. Sanctified it. He sanctified it for the time being, as long as the walls are standing. As soon as the walls fall down, as soon as the Beis Hamikdash is destroyed, expires. the Ezra Hamikdash expires. And that uh, event, that ceremony that Ezra did, that Ezra made, was actually to sanctify the Beis Hamikdash. Even though there was no room to now, the logic would continue that Ezra's Kedusha also has an expiration date. So we have over here a between Huna and Rav Nachman: Whether the Kedushah of the Beisamikdash is intrinsic, is everlasting, once it was done once by Shleimah Hamelach, it's there to stay, or it has an expiration date. As long as the walls are standing good, the walls fall apart, the walls are broken, they're breached, the Kedusha the, the expires. And it's a very big obvious. Relevance to us. If you follow the Huna's position, then whatever we spoke about before applies. You can, we cannot go into the, the Harabais because it has that Kedusha, that holiness, and that was, those dinim that apply to Yedushalayim and to the Harabais and to the Azorah, apply to us today. If you're Holy Kiv Nachman, then there is no Kedusha. There is no sanctity on the level of Mikdash Hashem that we have to be careful about. Now, maybe we have to be careful because it's, it's a special place. It has relevance to us. It has it has importance to us. But it's not holy. It doesn't have that Kedusha. So how do we pass it? So how do we rule? So to make halacha exciting, there's obviously a machlekes. So we have over here a machleke between the Rambam and the Raivid. But let's just learn. We'll, we, we'll be a little patient. We'll go through the Rambam. And we'll just see how the Rambam develops the halacha. So this is actually from Hilchus B'esaf Akhira. We already learned one halacha from, from Hilchus B'esaf The Rebbe instructed us to learn Ilkhavay so I think Rebbe meant all eight chapters of so, Ilkhavay so, I mean, Zabkhira. Many of us get excited, the first one, the second one, the third one, and then we it peters out. So I'm starting from the end so we can start off from the ones that we don't always learn. So this is Perek Vogts, chapter 6, halochiyut. Said the Rambam, Bezdin Shirotzullah Haithfal Rishalayim, if Bezdin wanted to extend the city of Rishalayim, and they have the permission to do so. Let's go on, they can do it as, as long as they want. It says, actually, when, when Mashiach will come, Yerushalayim will be extended further, right? There'll be, there'll be a horse that's gonna run, and as, as long as the horse is running, that's how that's that's how that's how far Yerushalayim is going to extend. We don't extend the city, we don't extend the city, like it says, the first one who sanctified, a temple was Moshe Isha. As I show you, Moshe Rabbeinu was a king. It was a Sanhedrin. He was a Navi. It was one of the Tumim. So you have to have, according to the Rambam, all four. Why the Rambam only emphasizes the mellow part? We can debate it. We can discuss it. I don't want to get caught up with that. And then I'm going to discuss Halachic days in the interest of time I'm going to skip it but it's, it's an interesting read uh, that I'm discussing the process and the ceremony what they did when they extended when they, when they extend the, um, the Azorah or Yerushalayim Kol any place Shelo Bechol V'chaseider in Kodesh it's not completely holy which means it doesn't have the sanctity of the Mikdush V'zeh Shthay Tayyid and this is Ezra made that ceremony with two uh Taydah sacrifices, Zikaron Rain Husha also. But Laib Mais of Niskadh Sha not with his actions, was Y Rushim holy. Sholy Haya Shomlay Malafalay Ura Bit'im. There was a Sanadin, and there were Naviim still. There was Nachemia. There was um Ezra himself could have been a Navi. There were others, there were Naviim around. So what made Yerushalayim holy? How did Ezra have the ability of being mocked of Karbonis? So the Rambam clearly rules that Yerushalayim, Beis the B'Yazora is with the sanctity of Shleimah HaMelech and it has no expiration date. Because you need all those four things and if Ezra didn't have them, how could we have had a second temple? Obviously, we were relying, we were still building upon the foundations of the Suleyman HaMelech, and therefore, till today, the sanctity is there. And the to continues is Halacha Tazvav, a very important halacha, Lefichach, Makrivim Hakarbonis Kulam, one is permitted to be makriv, to sacrifice any carbon. pisha Avapishe'en Shon Bayezboni, even though there's no actual structure of the of I Mingda, mean, obviously, you have to know where the Mizbeach, where the Malkam HaMizbeach is. Obviously, you have to be pure. There are many conditions, but as far as the sanctity of the Beis Hamikdash, it's there. The place is there. The walls don't make the sanctity. You can eat the Kodesh Kodoshim b'Cholu Azara, even though there's no wall. You can eat Kodesh Kodoshim in Yerushalayim, even though the walls may have fallen. So according to the Nambam, today, the halachas of the sanctity of the Bishamidish apply 100%. And technically, if we were able to eat Maish Hashemi, we would eat it in Yerushalayim. Technically, if we were able to be based on we know where the Mizbeach is, we can go ahead and do so. In fact, we know after Yerushalayim was um, conquered by the Israelis, so, the Rebbe joined many other rabbanim who started discussing. Since now we have the ability to go to Yerushalayim and we have the ability to go into the Harabayas, so technically we have the obligation of sacrificing the Korban Pesach. And the Rebbe therefore instructed for numerous years, um, starting from Toshon Chavches, 1968, um, which was the year following the Six Day War, and. 1970, the Rebbe again encouraged and the Rebbe even had arguments with various Rebbe and the Rebbe had lengthy uh, discussions with him via, via letters. The Rebbe's position was that since according to some opinions like the Rambam and Rebbe the Rebbe quoted you're able to be makin' korbanis nowadays including the korban in Pesach again, there are some technical things that, that don't allow us to do it, obviously. We're tommay etc. cetera, et cetera. The Rebbe's position was, therefore one should not be in the Yerushalayim area at of Pesach go out imagine the husbands have to go out of the house at the Pesach while, while, while the wives are busy until, until, until right before Pesach starts you have to be out of the house from Chatzos, including on Pesach Shemi you have to be out of the house the Rebbe was a very strong position the Rebbe ultimately nullified his position because the Rebbe felt that the Yidden aren't serious about it and we don't really have control about it and they were right away discussing about giving it back the Rebbe said it's not it's not really in our hands and therefore that halacha doesn't really apply. The Rebbe went back on, 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 his, um, on his position about that. But this is a base of the Rambam. Let's see now the opposing opinion, the Rebbe. So that's, that's Tess. That's your next uh, quote over there. Aleph stands for Omar Avraham. the Rambam's first name, Avraham. This <laughs> that the Rambam writes, that the is still holy with the holiness of Shlema Hamalach. It's his own opinion. I don't know where he gets this, and all the unfortunately, ask him that. What do you mean, you don't know where he gets this from. It's a like, Gemara and Shavulis. The Buna's position. You don't have to agree with it, Haman. But don't say you don't know where he gets it from. I'll soon show you in 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 uh, in in Yud. There's a Mishnah about it. It's a, it's a it's a it's an actual discussion that that nowadays you can be makir after the Temple's destruction. So they ask him that Ivan why he's saying such such an expression. But that was an Ivan's position that Raman was getting. doesn't. Have a source for this. In fact, he says, if you look at so the common especially in Maizersheini, Mishnayos and Maizersheini, the, the Mishnaya says there is no mikdash, There is no mikdos yirka. The needs to rot. Why should it rot? Go ahead and eat it, mm-hmm. right? the Gemara, the Gemara says the The Gemara is discussing there about about exchanging Maizersheini in certain circumstances. The Gemara has a whole discussion. The Gemara says we're talking about a case where the wall fell. Uh, the the, the saying you went into the city and then the walls fell so then therefore you're're you're, you're, you're exempt from from uh from eating it that was the case clearly the gomods understand as soon as the walls collapse as soon as the the, the walls fall the sanctity falls so how could it I'm, hold that um that, that that the kedusha is still there Alma lamanda lake we see from this from these Gemaris and from these Mishnaiyas, that the ones who hold Kedusha and Shayn is talking about Beisamikdush and talking about Yiddish and talking about the entire Arajah's soul. That's it. The Kedusha expired once the Yidin left, once the Goyim took over. I'll, I'll skip a few lines because these are the confusing lines in the Ayved and it gets into a whole other discussion, which I do want to get to if we have time. But for now, let's want to, I want to focus on this part. Um, now, says, says the that David that there is a position that, and that's how, by the way, the Rama himself holds, that Eretz Yisroel actually did have an expiration date. When Nebuchadnezzar came and chased the Yidin out of Eretz Yisroel, Eretz Yisrael lost its sanctity. For those 70 years, Eretz Yisrael had lost its sanctity. When the Yidin came back and they resettled Eretz Yisrael, so those areas that the Yidden settled regained back its sanctity, and the Rambam's position is the same. So the Rambam differentiates between Yerushalayim versus Eretz Yisrael, and we'll soon see why. But the but the but the Ravid explains it like this. Ravid explains, Yerushalayim You know, let, let's actually learn those lines. The Omar, Kedusha, Shniya, Kichala, Asilavi, even according to the B.A.C. that says, that once, Ezra came back. He re-instituted the Kedusha back in Eretz Yisrael and he instituted the Kedusha back, He was only referring to Eretz Yisrael, but not to Yudushalayim. Even the position that says that Ezra brought back the sanctity, and it was forever, that was only with regards to Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because Ezra knew the Nevoah that ultimately Yerushalayim is going to be destroyed and it's going to change. And it's going to have another sanctity which that sanctity will be everlasting when Mashiach will come. With the glory of Hashem. And therefore, Ezra like, never put all the holiness in, 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 in Yerushalayim. He only had, he said, as long as they're here, the sanctity is going to be here. If not, it's going to go away, which is an interesting position of the David, say, as if Ezra has the ability to decide if the Kedushah lasts or not. It's like as if he made a, he makes a condition. But it's an interesting position of the David. And the David said, how do I know all this? And therefore he concludes, haniknas, anybody who goes into the Baisal nowadays, there's no colors, there's no problem. So the David's position is, different than the Rambams the kedusha of Eretz show that was given that was reinstituted through uh, by, by Shleimah HaMalach according to the Rambam is Everlasting according to the Eretz, is not and therefore once the walls fell the Kedushah went as they reinstituted it but as far as the of Hamikdush was concerned it was an expiration date okay um, so Just to bring a few other, a few back uh, 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 just to explain the Rambam's position a little bit because the Rambam did have some question that I I want, on the Rambam. I want to show you a Mishnah in Idias, which we know that the Masech Ideus Idias has a very, very strong Mishnahs that are brought in, in Masech Idias have a certain strength to them. Because Idias means testimonies, Things that were accepted by testimony this is the final ruling. So it's an interesting Mishnah. The Mishnah says, I'll start from Rabbi Yeshua. Some, the Gemara discusses if Rabbi of the third position is arguing with Rabbi Yeshua or not. The conclusion in numerous Gemaras, including Shavuos and Megillah and Sanhedrin, that there's no machlaik between Abelazar and Rabbi Yeshua. Therefore, I'm going to learn from Rabbi Yeshua and learn it as if that's a position that everybody agrees with. Shamati, I heard from my teachers. ain't bias. One may offer a sacrifice even though there's no Besamiklosh. You can eat Kachikasha even though there's no wall around the Islamic Dosh. Kachim Kalamalais Shane, Afapisha In Khimaim, even though the walls of Yishalayim fell. Shikudusha Rishena Kicholh Shaito and Kicholh. Because the Kedushahima Malach, Kedusha Yusha is everlasting. That's probably the Rambam's real uh, foundation for his ruling. That this is an indisputable Mishnah. There's one ruling, there's one opinion, and the Gemara numerous times says that even Abu doesn't argue with that. What about the Maish Hashemi business? David said, hey, the Gemara says that if the walls aren't there, you can't eat it. But if you have Maish Hashemi, let it rot. So actually, the Rambam has a position about that as well. So if you look to the Rambam, Hilchas Maish Hashemi, Benet chapter 2, Aloha Aleph, the Rambam writes, Maish needs to be eaten by its owners, Lufni Meyuchem Yerushalayim, inside of the wall of Yerushalayim. And he brings the verse. Next line, V'noieg, and Maish technically is noyeg, Bifnei, bifnei Consistent with the Rambam's Shita. There's a little issue. You can't eat it in Yerushalayim because of another problem. Not because the sanctity is not there. never because it's learned out of a verse. It says in the Torah, the tithe of your grain, of your wine, of your grapes, and your oil, and your, and your, and your, um, and your olives, and the of your cattle. So the Gemara learns that b'chayr is connected with Maiser, Okay, Bukhair is a carbon. We know we can't bring karbanas today because we don't have a mizbeach. We don't know where the mizbeach is. So there's a technical problem. We can't be macher of the carbon, the the, the the Since we cannot give the Bukhair as a sacrifice, likewise, likewise we don't we don't do maaser either. Av Maishasheni Le'orcha Elbifni Abayit and the Almighty says this is the Gemara said that the Maishasheni rot. it's not because there's no sanctity in Yerusha language it's because of a technical thing the Maishasheni and Bechay have the same ruling so if you can't have Bechay you can have have Maishasheni but the Kedusha is there in fact if you look in Shulchan in the tour, the Torah actually writes the very very long paragraph in the tour Shinlam and Aleph Yerideah he writes I don't want to get into the details but I'm just going to go through the basic ideas of Maiser and, and, and Truma and, and, and some, you know, just, just the basic knowledge of what it is. So that, so the Torah writes, mm-hmm. that after you do Truma, after, um, after you do uh, um, um, Bikud and Truma, he goes through the whole order of what you have to do first. Then he says, you give a tenth of what you have left. According to mm-hmm. Halacha, it would have been, uh, we, we, we are able to, it's fitting to eat in Yedushalayim. Mm-hmm. The Kedusha of the ear and the Ba'is did not, are not, uh, didn't, didn't uh, are nullified. Because <laughs> we compare it to Abukhayim because of the carbon aspect of it so we'll do ma'ise. so we have a ruling from the tour in fact the Magen Avram, which is on, the, on your other handout I, I didn't uh, copy the actual muggin avram but I'm going to show you um, in the min by the way in the responses in the Chuvas, you're not going to find much about this because it wasn't relevant until about 50 years ago like a practical halacha. So you find it all in the Rishayinun, discussing the modus. But as a real halachic Shailin, it only came up 60, uh, 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 50 years ago. So then the Rabbanim of Yerushalayim were busy dealing with it a lot. So you have a lot of tshudas from Mirchas Yitzchak, who was the Dayan of the Eidach Haredes. He um, wrote an invaluable volume of uh, 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 responses that are used by every grove these days and also in Tzit Eliyazir. But if you look in in, in your second handout, um, on page two, number seven, so I underlined over there, he says that with regards to Halacha Lamaisa, I'm not gonna get involved in the discussion because it's a machleik is a ram on the a but as far as Halacha Lamaisa is concerned, he writes, shekvar kasev ha Avram, besinim Tovkuf kuf samachal, of the divri haram, this is a quote from the Mogen Avram, and the words of the Rambam are strong, are, are true. Anybody who goes to the Mikvah nowadays, if you are a tomato mess and you go all the way to the Azorah, you're a tomato And again, if we didn't go to the Mikvah properly for our other Tumas, we can't go to the Halabais either. So it's a psag din of the Um, I want to just show you since there's so much to talk about over here, I wanted to show you um, two, two responses. One from Haraf Cook, who was the first one of the first abonim in Eretz in the uh, early 1900s. He had a, re- a relationship with, with the Freed and And he has a sefer called Mishpat Kayin. He was a Kayin. And he had a sefer discussing the laws of Eretz And He has a chapter uh, uh, um, on the Kedushas Mokrim Hamikdush nowadays. So he writes, and it's a scary thing to get involved in this discussion. I mean, is somebody really going to say it's okay to walk up? It's a question of kodis. So He says you've got to be very careful about how to pask this thing. He says, very careful. Uh, we'll just read a few lines over here. In the second column, on the bottom, It's not our business to, 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 to decide between these great mountains. Especially between the David and the Nambam, whether the and which is an everlasting or not. He says, if you're if you're a rab and you know there's a suffic and there's no real rab that paskin clearly one way or the other about an issue of kodesh, for sure you're going to be machner. You're going to decide otherwise. But then he writes something very interesting on the last column over there. This is what I want to bring out. He writes, if you notice the language of the David even forget the Rambam the Rambam for sure says it's a problem but even the Rambam how did he finish off his sentence his whole paragraph again the Rambam what did he say he says therefore somebody who goes now to the Harabayim to the Beis he's not Chayim Kores why doesn't he just write therefore it's okay to go up he writes Eimai Kores in other words he says even the Rambam would agree it's usher to go up he just says since the sanctity halachically is not there so therefore it's not called Mikdash Hashem therefore there's no Kores but you can't go up. And I'll soon show you maybe a reasoning why. Like, wh- wh- what would be the reason why you can't go up? But he says, Aim by Qadis is a very interesting language. And Ivan chose his words, I'm sure, carefully. And the same idea is written by the B'nai, by Binyan by Sin, which is the one who wrote the Aruch Lanayr, by Etlinger. Um, so I'm not gonna go through the whole thing. He says that Ivan chooses his words, Aimei is very specific, on page three, uh, nine. Um, I, I, I might go through the whole thing but he said maybe that Ivan wants to emphasize that according to the Rambam somebody who goes up to the Harabayas knowingly or to the Azora knowingly is Posola Edus because he's Chayip Karras somebody who's Chayip Karras is Posola Edus the Ivan wants to tell you it's also to go up but you're not going to be Posola Edus because there's room to be Makos but it's for sure it for sure shouldn't be done he argues he, he argues the same idea as the as, as a Rav but what is what could be a reason why it would be ushered to go up even according to the David? So there's a rule that I've said many, many times by Fabregas, even look at the it's brought down a few times, that the David was not shy to argue with the number. And when he didn't argue, it's because he probably agreed with the number. Only when he argues that's when he, that's when he differs. So if you look back in your first handouts, um, uh, quote, we quote Yudches, which is the end pretty much, pretty much the, the second to last, this is also the Muslim Beis HaBechiro that I believe here discusses about um, that even nowadays if we don't have a Beis HaMikdosh and if there was a story the, the way we have to respect it has to be equal to the way we did in the times of the Beis Amikdosh. Afal she Seinu Chayiv as he behaved when it was up, <laughs> the I is not discussing here as far as the kedusha, just the COVID And in fact, Zion, the is about honoring and giving cover to the because of its position, because it has it, it, it has a shechina there. So therefore, a person has to, shouldn't go in. One may not sit in the azara. Lo yalkal roishah kineger shalom misach. One should not act uh, silly and, and, and light headed in towards the east gate. Shinema adashab sois hatishmayru umikdash We compare Shabbos to Mikdash. Mashmiras Shabbos lo has no expiration date. Shabbos is a mitzvah was given to us in Moro and we and until today the exact same Shabbos. Lo and behold, there's no David arguing against this. So Rav uh, Kook and, and many others want to argue that the David is only arguing as far as the kodesh aspect, as far as is, are, is there kodesh no. But the meira hamikdash, the fear of the mikdash, the behavior towards the mikdash has to be with the absolute kedusha, with the absolute, uh, um, um, you know, with the absolute kederechenis, uh, um, and therefore. The argument is that the Rav doesn't disagree with the Rambam, one shouldn't go there. you're asking, is He's not? There's only one Rav that I think very, very clearly holds that we've passed him like the Rambam, or, like, like the Rambam. Now was Rav which was the chief rabbi in, of the army later on, and the chief rabbi of, of Israel. Um, we can go into it in detail, but but his argument is that we pass passed him like the Ravid. And has a reason behind it. He says, the Meiri, which is on your second handout, page one, two. I'm just going to read to you two lines, and we can go on and on. It's, it's, really, it's a really interesting discussion. Um, I'm just touching the surface of it. The Meiri writes, the Hamilik Pashut, the, 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 the Me'ili sides with the David, okay? And the Meiri quotes the David, that if you go there, there's no code Then the Meiri adds a few words. He writes, the Pashut, it's a, it, 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 it's an accepted minute. to go into the market on based on what I heard. So the so argues and says the Meini is not just saying that he passed I He's saying I have testimony that people went up. That was the accepted behavior in, in Yerushalayim. And on this line, he goes and says, "You can go up." Obviously you have to go up with the Recherahs, obviously you have to go up with kavod, and then you know, behave accordingly. And he says, the David ra- believes that the place is intrinsically holy, but it's not halachically holy. I mean, yes, we have, the Haibashim chose the Makim Hamigdash from way back when, when he created the world, he chose, uh, he, he created other Marishim, as, 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 as Rambam writes halachically, he created other Marishim from the earth, of the, of the place of the Mizbeach, Right? so for sure he agrees that there's a sanctity in it intrinsically but halakhically, no and that's why the Me'iri said people would go up. so there's a whole discussion whether we could rely on the Me'iri's you know, what he heard the Me'iri didn't live in Eretz Israel. the Me'iri was very far away from Eretz Israel, and the Akhreinim deal with this extensively and they say halakhically it, it, one cannot rely on the Me'iri's but but, but I'm, I'm going to end with this because we can go on I'm going to end with this and one more point just because I want to uh, share with you the Rebbe's position about this at least what the Rebbe, Rebbe wrote once if you look on page 2 uh, 5 number 5 I quoted for you from a safer Kafter he was a Yid, a Rishan, who moved to Eretz Yisrael, he loved Eretz Yisrael his name was uh, Eshtoyri Haparchi I, 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 um, that was his name Abenu Eshtoyri Haparchi and he loved Eretz Yisrael, and he wrote a safer. He went. He he, he actually he actually stayed. He traveled Eretz Yisrael. He says he says I went out Eretz Yisrael. I went to st- go. I, he checked out the plans and the place. He wanted to really get to understand all the pesukim and how it applies to the actual Eretz Yisrael. And he writes extensively about Eretz Yisrael and the borders of Yerushalayim, and the borders of the Harabai's and the Azora. He writes a lot about it. A lot of the foundations of the borders of the Azora and the and the Harabai's is based on what he, on, on his testimony. He writes like this <speaking in Hebrew> We are now suffering our sins <speaking in Hebrew> Outside of the Harabayas we can go <speaking in Hebrew> I, 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 I'm just quoting a little piece here But he, he discusses the, the K'Solom that he's referring to Is the of the Harabayas Which means the K'Solom <speaking> of <in Hebrew> that, that, that wall the Chain Amod Dabar and he lived in Erj Sol. He lived in Erj Sol. Yes, true. He was in the 14th century. About the same time, maybe a little a little a little after, maybe the um Let me eat it. The Chain Amod Dabar, Boim Ad Aisama K Solim Umispalim O Kelis Barak Leafne Elohim She is Kaino. And I you're gonna ask, what's the point? Like why is it more holy than anywhere else? That area should be have a, have a, have an ability that the Tfilah should go up. That's why we all dive in toward Yerushalayim. The Tfilah should go up through Yerushalayim till Piyos, a mound that all the mouths turn towards. So the Minchas and, and, and others they bring down. If you look in in in, in six. He writes, "Enei e doyma shmiul How can you compare the the, the, the Shmua, what he heard from others to somebody who actually lived in, in Eretz Yisrael at that time? But a hagoyin am if you look in the sixth down the other line there, shoyah rochei kmiyus shalayim because like a he only wrote it based on what he heard. He himself writes only a Shmua. And, 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 and conversely, he lived at that time apparently, So you compare Someone who actually was there and witnessed what's going on versus the Me'iri. Others argue also the Me'iri, who says there was a rub in your shalam in those times that was an established rabbinate that would stop people from going up. Could be it was just one big, you know, chaotic area, chaotic, uh, it wasn't there was no organized you know a rabbinate. So could be there was no rub that would tell people don't go past this place. I don't know. So many I argue that you can't rely on the Me'iri and din based on those three, four words that I heard that people would go up there. And for all practical purposes, Basically, every rogue, and, and, and you have in your handout in the last page there, I showed you some some of the signs that would go up, that, that went up in, in, in different kufas, one from, uh, kuf, from, uh, from the current that's in line It's an obvious thing, no one should go up. It's a dangerous thing to go up. You're, 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 you're playing with fire. And besides, we don't even know where exactly the Haravai is, I mean, where the Azara is. So for all we know, the Azara is extended somewhere else. Do you know that the Ratvaz, and I, and I quote it over here, hold at the, the wall... The Marobi, that is the wall of the Beis leaders, that means technically you're in the Azorah. The reason why we don't take the Rebaz too seriously is because he himself contradicts himself in, in two places, and most agree that the place of the, we have pretty clear evidence, the place of the, of the, of the, of the, of the is definitely on, outside the Harabayas. But to argue that just you can walk in without really, really having concrete evidence and proof where the, where the Azorah is, where the, the bias is, without taking the precautions is very dangerous. The Rebbe writes, um, is actually a Ksav So it's not, it's, not, it's not, I'm not taking it from, uh, it's actually a Xaviad Yad um, that recently, um, when, 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 I, when I put this here together a few years ago, at the time it was only printed in Shulchanan, but, re- but recently uh, I saw the actual Ksav I think the Rebbe wrote this to Harav Getz, who was the Rov of the Kaisel at the time, and he wrote in page 3, 10. In the second handout, page three ten. He writes over there, the Rebbe writes like this, the Raw was asking the Rebbe, do you think we should bring up to discussion this issue of going up to the Arabayas? In this current situation, in any similar discussion, something which has which is, which, carries, which carried on for decades, the in one direction, in the positive direction, Miyamin, which is Ajda Slam in the Taylor direction. And then you wanted bring the, bring the steer the discussion with the smile to the left. I'm obviously to bring up as a discussion on your, I guess your readings, or to bring up as a, as a discussion. The uh, the notion maybe you'll be allowed to go up to the Haravayas because from As soon as you start debating this, people are going to hear. Oh, I heard it's a debate. I heard maybe yes, maybe maybe. People are going to start going up. And perhaps the places that that that, 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 pro, that the prohibition of going there is absolute. There's no debate about it. their numbers? almost prophetic words. You can't. are not going to stop once the movement. The, you know, the movement starts. The movement continues and it grows. And then once you're going to warn them to stop, it's only going to get them more excited. Now you for sure have to do it. So any warning, if they'll ever come, they're only going to get people more and more excited. And they're going to increase the people that are going to go. Anybody who discusses this or anybody who actually goes up, his hand actually is on the desecrating end. His hand is on the is, is, is not in the right position. Um, that, that was the other point, and it's true because once you start discussing it as if it's a, it's maybe, maybe you should, have you shouldn't. That's it. People hear half words. You know, they oh, they, they, they take the maybe as, and they, they start going up, and it becomes a movement, and it's dangerous. So, in in summation, I think it's pretty clear that even if you don't agree with the Rambam, which the majority of opinions say we probably should agree with the Rambam, and actually I'm not going to go this now, but it, in your hand that you have on. Um, uh, ha, quote quote um, you doubt that I brought five Mishonim who say almost verbatim what the Rambam writes that the kedusha of Yerushalayim and the Bishamikdosh was the kedusha of Shleim Ahamela. and that seems to be the accepted opinion amongst the Mishonim and amongst the Pesachim of our generation yeah, be are uh, Hashem's will that you in that very very soon this debate should be irrelevant. We should all be able to go up to Harabayas, of Krabonis, and uh, this discussion should be of the past. Amen.